Nourishment of the Soul by Chung Tzu. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Horner from Ballyclare in County Antrim, Northern Ireland, situated in the northeast of the island of Ireland. Nourishment of the Soul. Argument. Life too short. Wisdom unattainable. Accommodation to circumstances. Liberty paramount. Death a release. The soul immortal. My life has a limit, but my knowledge is without limit. To drive the limited in search of the limitless is fatal, and the knowledge of those who do this is fatally lost. In striving for others, avoid fame. In striving for self, avoid disgrace. Pursue a middle course. Thus you will keep a sound body and a sound mind. Fulfill your duties and work out your allotted span. Prince Hughes, cook, was cutting up a bullock. Every blow of his hand, every heave of his shoulders, every tread of his foot, every thrust of his knee, every wish of rent flesh, every chick of the chopper, was in perfect harmony, rhythmical like the dance of the mulberry grove, simultaneous like the chords of the Xing Shu. Commentators are divided in their identifications of these ancient morceaux. Well done, cried the prince, yours is skill indeed. Sire, replied the cook, I have always devoted myself to Tao. It is better than skill. When I first began to cut up bullocks, I saw before me simply whole bullocks. After three years' practice, I saw no more whole animals meaning that he saw them, so to speak, in sections. And now I work with my mind and not with my eye. When my senses bid me stop, but my brain urges me on, I fall back upon eternal principles. I follow such openings or cavities as there may be according to the natural constitution of the animal. I do not attempt to cut through joints, still less through large bones. For a curious parallelism, see Plato's Phaedrus, 265. A good cook changes his chopper once a year, because he cuts, an ordinary cook once a month, because he hacks. But I have had this chopper nineteen years, and although I have cut up many thousand bullocks, its edge is as if fresh from the whetstone, for at the joints there are always interstices, and the edge of a chopper being without thickness it remains only to insert that which is without thickness into such an interstice. These words help to elucidate a much vexed passage from chapter 43 of the Tao Te Ching. See the remains of Lao Tzu, page 30. By these means the interstice will be enlarged, and the blade will find plenty of room. It is thus that I have kept my chopper for nineteen years as though fresh from the whetstone. Nevertheless, when I come upon a hard part where the blade meets with a difficulty, I am all caution. I fix my eye on it. I stay my hand and gently apply my blade until, with a hawa, the part yields like earth crumbling to the ground. Then I take out my chopper and stand up and look around and pause until, with an air of triumph, I wipe my chopper and put it carefully away. Bravo, cried the prince. From the words of this cook I have learnt how to take care of my life, meaning that which informs life, namely the soul. When Hyson, from the Kung Wen family, 
beheld a certain official he was horrified and said who is that man how came he to loose a foot is this the work of god or of man why of course continued hysin it is the work of god and not of man when god brought this man into the world he wanted him to be unlike other men men always have two feet from this it is clear that god and not man made him as he is i was by god's will that he took office with a view to personal aggrandizement that he got into trouble and suffered the common punishment of loss of feet cannot therefore be charged to man now wild fowl get a peck once in ten steps i drink once in a hundred yet they do not want to be fed in a cage for although they would thus be able to command food they would not be free and had our friend above kept out of the official cage he would still have been independent as the files of the air when lao tzu died chin shi went to mourn he uttered three yells and departed a disciple asked him saying where you not our master's friend i was replied chin shi and if so do you consider that a sufficient expression of grief at his loss added the disciple i do said chin shi i had believed him to be the man of all men but now i know that he was not when i went in to mourn i found old persons weeping as if for their children young ones wailing as if for their mothers and for him to have gained the attachment of those people in this way he too must have uttered words which should not have been spoken and dropped tears which should not have been shed thus violating eternal principles increasing the sum of human emotion and forgetting the source from which his own life was received the ancients called such emotions the trammels of mortality the master came because it was his time to be born he went because it was his time to die for those who accept the phenomenon of birth and death in this sense lamentation and sorrow have no place the ancients spoke of death as of god cutting down a man suspended in the air the fuel is consumed but the fire may be transmitted and we know not that it comes to an end the soul according to chung tzu is duly nourished and not allowed to wear itself out with the body in the pursuits of mortality may become immortal and return beatified to the great unknown whence it came end of nourishment of the soul by chung tzu